0: Hey, so I'm here with Alan Yu from Vancouver, British Columbia, um, owner and director of uh, Westcomb Outerwear, as some people might know from the outdoor industry, but uh, Alan, uh, oh nice, my email's still beeping. Alan, how are, how are things in Vancouver? What's going on up there?
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty surreal. It's hard, um, you know, it's, everyone's practicing social distancing. Um, I'm kind of tired of eating fast food. <laughs> I bet. It's, it's um, you know, our, our factory shut down for the, the last two weeks, um, it's cr- it's pretty crazy. I mean, it, you know, to back up a little bit, um, a month ago I was in Singapore, and uh, um, this was just when Singapore, I guess, had, um, was maybe the number, uh, had the third most infections outside of China, or second, I can't remember. And everybody was like, oh, why are you going there? It's going to be crazy, it's dangerous, da-da-da. And the amount of surveillance and detection that goes on over in Asia is just incredible. It's like thermal scanners everywhere, questions on your travel history, everyone's wearing a mask, or at least everybody working in the food and health, um, F&B industries wearing masks. Then I come back here. And it's still nothing's changed. I mean, it's um, people (laughs) are jogging, going to gym, (laughs) you know. And now it's ballooned like crazy in the U.S. Holy smokes, it's out of control there.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're not. uh, You know, it's 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 just so interesting. You know, I think you know the United States is is not built for restraint of movement. I guess is the yeah. nice way to put yeah. it, you know, and um and we're we're really struggling with it in some parts of the country. I mean, I think where I am, you know, people mm-hmm. are people are locked down. I mean, nobody's going anywhere and people are really diligent about it, but uh, apparently there's some places where it's just, which is not quite so much. But um yeah. Well, so anyway, the, re- the reason I reached out is cuz I'd seen I'd really been sort of just following you vicariously through LinkedIn and saw that you were posting some stuff about uh, doing some uh, some projects at your factory um, regarding personal protective equipment, and um, and that you were getting some really positive responses. And I, I'm just wondering if you mm. could, could explain what what you were working on and what that response was.
1: Yeah. So three weeks ago, um, I mean, I guess the new lingo PPEs, social distancing, flattening the curve, all just came into fruition, right? Right. Never heard of them before. <laughs> That's right. And and so. There's this great um, you know like like most um, Canadians and Americans uh, you read about the shortages on, on in the news and you hear anecdotally from um, medical workers that they have to reuse the products try and use UV light to disinfect their mask, and they're really struggling so I started looking into it and saying, well, you know I wish I could use our materials but Uh, Polar Tech being $21, uh, Shoulder being like $25 a yard US, it's not a disposable product.
0: It's not something
1: that you can use once and throw away. So, but, you know, we have a lot of excess materials and I thought, well, if there's a way to cover labor costs, I mean, I wish I could donate 100%, but, you know, being a small business, I don't have that kind of flow where I can't, I, um, you know, I, I can donate to, to dead stock in terms of raw materials, but um, if I'm bringing people back to work, I have to pay them, right? You know? Right. And um, all these good intentions is gonna cost something, right? So I started experimenting and reaching out to um, individuals, um, first of all, just medical individuals and ask them, hey, what do you, would you be open to using like a, a performance count? made out of, you know, meal shell or or event. And a lot of them were curious, they're all concerned about the feasibility, considering that, oh, well, we have to deal with blood and pathogens, the transmission, the resistance. Um, is the a, is a, is a material good enough? And well, I thought, my initial thought, was, yeah, for sure it is. Um, but of course, that's, that's just being a layperson speaking, right? So then I started digging into it. And while I was digging to um, the testing standards, um, I started getting calls from Industry Canada on behalf of the federal government, um, the Vancouver um, Coastal Health Authority, which is kind of the umbrella group handling the needs for the, for the province of BC. And um, soon, but the problem with um, government as we all know, it's always tied up with bureaucracy and everything moves really, really slow. Right. So I was thinking, well, you guys, we're all hearing this need. So what's next? Um, It's just, we need this, we're short of this, but there's no, there's no action tied with that. so in a bit, I was kind of getting a little frustrated Like, well, it's, there's definitely, like let's move people. We, we, there's people who are willing to sew. As you can see, everyone's building masks, um, building face shields. And I was like, okay, well, um, I'm pretty sure I can build a gown, but I just don't know. For me, it's really important, the integrity of the fit in terms of application use, all that's really important because it could be the best looking gown, but no one will use it because it's a simple um maybe it's too long or right it's, it's too um it's too wide and there's, there's just so many nuances that i don't know about and i need i need i need that feedback uh that feedback loop from the industry which i wasn't getting any right so started researching and uh well so unlike mask and face shields where there's a lot of do it yourself resources and open source resources online you
0: can just download and just build it right for, for for some reason there's nothing on gowns right right there's a lot of how to how to build your own surgical mask right now but not and, on a full gown yeah and it's not like you're building a jacket
1: <laughs> it's just basically um it's, it's basically an apron with sleeves so i thought okay well so i looked at it, i just did like I just started researching medical suppliers, looking at their gowns, trying to figure out um, what, what what's needed, what's not needed, um, look at the sizing, and from there um, I came up with our version one, which you saw on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. And it and it turns out that that material we selected from both these um, suppliers, event and Neoshell, Neo Neoshell, they passed a resistance tests for blood and pathogens, so it's a and you know, we steam tape here, and it was a perfect fit. And the funny thing is, for two weeks of hearing nothing, all of a sudden the last
0: two days, you're getting a flood of <laughs> calls, email. Right, right. And, and is that from other, it, like, so, so you had, and just to kind of walk through this, so you had built a, a design or an initial spec for this, you know, NeoShell or Event, um hospital gown for a for a, a medical professional to wear um mm-hmm. and, then you, and then you posted some specs of it on linkedin and and as well as send it out to some people and then and then the response started coming in and who who was that response coming in from so i can tell you now
1: that we have i just received
0: an email last night from
1: um industries canada advising that i'll get a letter of intent from the federal government um Today, I got another call from um, KPMG doing a little background check for the province of British Columbia. Um, you know, and I'm also working with this uh, nurse, uh, a medical group out of the US, I think it's called, Healthcare Without Harm, who they're really interested in gowns that are reusable. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, think about it this way. Right now, everything's, disposable can you imagine what the
0: landfills are going to look like after COVID-19 right as billions of masks and gowns and all those things are being made yeah they're going to be full I know and then I think what's going to happen are two after this there's two things that are going to be for sure one
1: COVID-19 is going to be a seasonal thing we're not going to cure it if we if we were we would have cured SARS influenza all this other shit but we're not. I don't. We haven't, and I don't think we will. It's just gonna die down, and life will return to normal, and we'll forget about it, just like we did with SARS. So, but I think what's gonna stay is. I think there'll be more and more um, um, individuals using masks as we go out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just for, and I think there'll be a real hard look into gowns um, and whether we, we go the disposable route or we find some way to um we use we use a jacket uh, the gowns for at least 50 to 100 times right right <laughs> and be well, be responsible
0: stewards of the environment well so what what in terms of you know neo shell and event um both of which are right air permeable waterproof materials used in a in a lot of high-end, you know, outdoor and ski and mountaineering jackets, what, what did you what did you learn about uh, um, what, or what have you learned so far about how it needs to be modified or does it have to be modified at all for those medical applications? Uh,
1: no, I don't think, um, well,
0: I'm using these materials
1: just because we have them in stock, right? Right. I think for the medical field, um, I'm curious if they need air perm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know how long, um, they'll be used. I mean, when they put, when they don the gown, how long are they using it for mm-hmm. hours? Know, is it 30 minutes? So what's, yeah. what does that look like? Right. I mean, right. like it's an open back pretty much. So there's a lot of airflow flowing through. It's not like there's not like you zipper up and then. Right you're ice climbing and generating a lot of moisture <laughs> right. from the inside right right i mean you might or, be or maybe, or, <laughs> or maybe you are like, yeah yeah it's like maybe like
0: like some kind of surgery where you're i don't know hopefully you're not super nervous <laughs> yeah yeah i will say it was a, like when i saw your specs posted on linkedin i was like that is mm-hmm. the best that is the best looking hospital gown i've ever seen i thought it would look <laughs> pre- pretty badass um that's really interesting and so um so it it sounds like um at this point some sort of orders will be moving forward on it oh
1: yeah yeah i mean i i'm now i'm worried about at first i was thinking oh man we have enough materials to build like five to six thousand uh gallons right yeah and do i want to go that route and tie up the whole factory right doing gowns and nothing else um i mean there is that you feel that, that, I guess, that duty to help out where you can, right? Um, but, you know, we're also a contractor, like right? if, if we're late on delivery, what's going to happen to those POs we have on hand? Right. Well, normally, what happens, you get penalized. That's what happens, right? Right. So, it's one of those tough ones. Like, you, you want to balance civic duty with prior commitments and if yeah. everybody was um, kind of um, on the same page then I guess we would just follow with um, doing the right thing right
0: right well it's a fascinating process so far what so what do you think is um, what's next for this whole project I mean what do you think is going to be you know will happen in the next I, couple of days or a couple of weeks oh I mean I got off the call on a, with another, um suppliers
1: asking telling me hey, can you start next week and <laughs> how many people can you how many people can you get together <laughs> so the the challenge now is all right uh how many of our operators are going to come back and given the current climate with COVID 19 many of them take the transit so i know in vancouver um our, our transit system has done a great job in disinfecting, uh, blocking seats out so you're so you're not sitting next together, stuff like that. And within our own facilities, we've added more Purell stations. We're bringing in masks, even sterile gloves for them to use. We don't know if all this is enough, because at the end of the day, when if you're paranoid or you're you're scared, it doesn't matter. You're not motivated by money anymore. Motivated by your what's 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 good for your health and your family, right? Right. So I'm hoping that we can get at least maybe 50% of staff. Like between um, the two facilities we have here, we have about of uh, 100 operators. So We can get 50 of them back. We're hoping to pump out
0: a um, thousand to two thousand downs a day. That's amazing and how how long will it take uh to, for that first batch of gowns to get done? I mean, do you have to retool or anything or are you just going to use your existing facility that you're using to make uh, apparel and just so, just change it over?
1: yeah, so the good thing is that uh we're while we haven't been building gowns, we've built much more complicated items right. so right, so we are you know, in some ways we are simplifying our operation to accommodate this one, right? I mean, there are a lot of, I, I've been reading in the papers like underwear factories are converting to make downs or, you know, um, mattress companies are doing masks. These are completely different categories of products. They're, 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 they're rejigging their lines to accommodate, right? For us, going from a hard shell, you know mountaineering um uh, jacket to to an open back uh, gown with no zippers no pockets <laughs> yeah. Not, nothing <laughs> yeah no zippers I, yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i you know i can i can tell you on on uh, on on the gowns there's probably like only six panels <laughs>
0: right right piece <laughs> of cake yeah piece of cake and do you and do you uh so, uh, wow! Well, I think it's all amazing, and I and I really appreciate you even starting the project. And now, all of a sudden, it's a real thing. Um, you know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the whole thing pans out. H- have you heard of other um, manufacturers who are also doing gowns? Do you know of anybody else? Oh yeah, I mean, I, yeah,
1: I'm I'm sure arterix is. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean. I, I think everyone's read about outdoor research. I, I spoke to the production director there. Uh, he's, they're doing they're bringing in uh, machinery to do masks. They um, would have no problems doing gowns there as well. Uh, I think the challenge is that uh, if, like, I'm sure all these brands that build for the U.S. military have, have some sort of sewing footprint domestically, i'm I'm almost sure they're doing something in the p p e to help address the p p e shortage right so what we're doing is not exclusive no means, but I think the challenge is that uh where we're different is you know um like most contractors there isn't really um a design and development arm like brands like art brands like cultural research they have Tons of designers, tons of resources to knock out a pattern and get get that going right. So the challenge is there's a lot of independent contractors that rely on brands to provide guidance and direction in terms of what the product looks like and should perform like. When you cut that off and you're dealing with government or you're dealing with um, an entity um, like, a, like a health authority, they don't provide guidance. They just because they're used to just pulling product off a catalog and, and and not giving really feedback in terms of oh, whole hey can you develop can you develop this for us right right so a lot of contractors that can help may not be um, at that stage to help because um, there's that that that. that what one puzzle in terms of what is what do they need and how do they get there is missing
0: that's right which is
1: why i my source of frustration because i was like okay um i understand there's a need um yeah what do you, what exactly does this product look
0: like yeah. How, I, yeah. yeah how do i pack yeah how do i get started yeah like yeah. what's what's the next step for somebody who's never been in that category ever before <laughs> to mm-hmm. to helping out um yeah yeah it's been it's been fascinating um hey alan i'm going to keep this short as promised is there is there any other sort of thoughts that you have on this that um um one other interesting last last parting thought i have is uh, that i think
1: as a result of this um shortage we're going to see a lot of uh the production sourcing brought back domestically
0: for sure right And and for a number of reasons, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, from local control and local spending, just for time and time of turnaround, right? You know, no 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 boats required. Um, yeah, I, I exactly. think that that is a uh, one of one of one of the things that will definitely shake out as well. And it's it's great to have people like you who who know how to make shit and already have a factory up and running that can uh, that can do stuff like this. Um, congratulations! I think that's a an awesome project and I, I hope it goes well for you um, thank you and for everybody in in Vancouver in Canada um, and the US and the US yeah. as well um, all right man well thank you very much for very your cool. time I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link when it's all buffed out um, doesn't doesn't take me very long it just t- takes you know I open a beer and jump in the gar- <laughs> jump into garage band for a couple minutes but I'll, I'll send you the link as soon as it's done perfect hey thank thanks you, Alan